For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Don't settle for an old Gmail address. Show your true colours with your personalised at ToonArmy.com email address to use in-app or on the web. Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome to CHN Radio. It's your Burnley preview with the boys. Your host, Greg Traxel. Follow me at NUFC underscore Greg. And the best damn co-host in the land, Elijah Newsome. Wow, I couldn't pronounce your name there. How are you doing? Um, You know, we're out here in these streets. Gang, gang, gang. You already know what's going on. You know, I'm excited to talk a little... Talk a little footy with the lads, you know, all that good stuff. You just stuff. went from gang, gang, gang to footy with the lads. <laughs> you know, I, I like to say that... Maybe the first time ever, by yeah, the way. I mean, you yeah. Maybe the I, only person in the world that's made that transition. Yeah, I'm, I'm just like to say I'm very, like, fluid and flexible, and I'm able to just cross all these boundaries, you know, and that's why I should be president <laughs> of the United States. Elijah News 2020. This podcast, like, well, actually, we we're, we can't do titles, but our next... Our, our next midweek podcast next week should be titled Gang, 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 Footy with the Lads. Oh, Gang, 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 Footy with the Lads. Yeah. yeah that should just be our podcast tagline. Like, <laughs> just like after anything. Oh, hey, you already know. It's just Gang, 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 Footy with the Lads. All yeah. that good stuff. Well, cool. Well, it's Friday for it you is. listeners. It's could Friday. Be Saturday morning for you listeners. Friday. Chill day. Great day for relaxing. So just sit yeah. back and learn. Gang, 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 Footy with the Lads. Mm. Um, uh, for anyone in the West Coast of the United States, specifically the Northwest in the state of Washington and the city of Seattle, your Sounders just scored. Christian oh. Roldan. Well, the, they would live, have known the result. That's a live time. update, except you won't hear it live. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for you folks in LAFC, great TIFO in Los oh, yeah. Angeles. Very good TIFO. Love the Kobe good tribute. TIFO alert. Um... So yeah, it's a big match this weekend. We are trying to avenge our last match against Burnley. Um, and there's going to be a lot to talk about in this one because there's so much unknown. So let's get right into it, oh, Elijah. Mystery. The first, the first thing that we will do is discuss our last match against Burnley. It was not fun. It was actually the only other match besides this past weekend where we led in possession and didn't win. And we had 52% possession, so it wasn't like anything crazy. But Chris Wood got the goal for Burnley. We lose one nothing. Um, we had nine shots, but zero on target. Their keeper didn't have to make a single save all day. Um, and we lost in a pretty miserable match overall. Elijah, what's your memories from this wonderful match? I remember that we both accurately predicted that it would end one nothing, and I think I chose win and you chose loss. But okay, yeah, yeah, I, I, 
I know because I've, I've gotten a few. I've gotten a good amount correct results this year. I mean, and I, I've, I expect I'm like not. two or three for the season, but I think I'm at like four or five, which is way better than I would have thought. Someone go and check. Yeah, yeah, not, not us. It's not going to be me. Yeah, <laughs> um, according to who scored. There's no Newcastle players with a seven or higher rating, which is not good. Um, but Paul Dummett had the highest at a six point seven seven. Um, he played as a center back in that one. Yeah, um, not much to report there because Newcastle didn't do anything. Mm. So going into this match this weekend, Elijah, give me some hate on this irrelevant Burnley FC. I think you said it already, man. I mean. I don't even know where Burnley is. To be fair, I don't know where a lot of teams in England are. And, and what it, a dumb name. It, yeah, Burnley. <laughs> what are you, in, in a kung fu movie? Oh, burn. Yeah. <laughs> you get it? You get is it? that racist? I don't know. I feel like that 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 could that tiptoed the line. Who knows? Anyway, um, also, Sean Dyche looks like uh, Dan Quinn, but fatter and a ginger. Um, and, uh, I don't know. Oh, I mean, we talked about this the last time, but them and Bournemouth are just like the team of white guys or guys yeah. that sound white, the very proper English, like, you know, maybe they're all chimney sweeps in the Mary Poppins yeah. universe. That's actually what Burnley is a team of chimney sweeps from the Mary Poppins universe. They've come to yeah. life and they've decided to play football <laughs> with ridiculous names. Like what's a Burnley guy name? Uh, McBurney's not on that team. James Tarkowski. Oh, okay, that's not that white. <laughs> I'm joking. Okay. I know I wasn't. I was purposely not helping you. Oh, okay. But you can go with Chris Wood. Yeah, or Chris Ashley Wood. Barnes or Jack Cork or Ben Me. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Joe Hart. <laughs> yeah. Jo- oh, yeah. They- well, shout out to them for resurrecting the career of Joe Hart. <laughs> yeah. Um, another fun, th- funny thing about this joke of a club. Look at their crest. It's like. Somebody who's really good at Tetris made this crest. That's that's what it looks like. Like you have to really zoom into it. Oh, it does. Yeah, yeah. It, it's odd, and it looks like the bird has a cast on its foot. I just think everything about Burnley is stupid. Yeah, and you know, just going to a nice Urban Dictionary definition. You know what? Also, it looks like they built their crest in Minecraft. Yeah, that yeah, that's a good one. Thank that's you. good. One. That's Thank better you. than mine. Um, the Burnley has nothing to be famous for apart from living on its title of being Blackburn Rovers' biggest rivals, uh, nicknamed the Dingles after an inbred family of Emmerdale. I have no idea what that means, but anytime inbred is brought in, we have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, some other people uh, said it's you know it's just a a city of absolute scumbags and racists. <laughs> um, that's a couple things. If you, uh, Elijah, do you know what the word chav means? Uh, chav? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's some stupid British slang. No offense to the Brits. <laughs> but all offense, actually. Because I, I could just call it stupid. So, yeah, stupid. Yeah, chav is, it's hard to describe to Americans. But it's definitely, like... I don't know if if somebody's listening and they want to describe to us, com- comment to the when we release a part a podcast and comment on what your definition of chav is um, to help us Americans describe what chav is. 
Uh, I've had this talk with my cousins who are born and raised in England, and it still even confuses me from time to time. But they describe it as Chav Capital of the Universe, an old milling town in the top 10% worst towns in the whole of England. And used in a sentence, please let me leave this place. <laughs> um, a small town in England known for its poverty, hatred, alcoholism. And this says, and some pretty decent girls. That's oh. like really turned. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it just seems like an absolute. Oh, here it is. I was, what I was going to say, this definition, a shithole. Oh, yeah. a shithole, <laughs> as we call it. A shithole. A shithole. Remember so, when people were calling each other Shathid? No, I, I don't. Oh, maybe that was just an Atlanta thing. Maybe, but... Or I maybe... Like find out... Today I found out, Greg, that I'm in Gen Z. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's not really... Oh, wait, you didn't know that you were... I just assumed... Well, I... Okay, to be fair, I always thought... I always thought millennials were to 98 or 99... But apparently it's to 96. Mm-hmm. So I'm 97. Yeah, you're the first generation to grow up with social media. But that's just not true. It is true. There was no Facebook in 1997. Huh? There was no Facebook to 19, in 1997. Yeah, but there was MySpace. There was social media. Oh, I didn't see it. Well, but you grew up with social media. I mean, I did. Millennials did not. No, I, I didn't. Okay, this is not about this show, though. I'm so let's get you. back to it. <laughs> I, I, I don't really care. I just it's it's really it's a nice title by me because I'm the only one in our office who's Gen Z. So I'm the marketing expert on Gen Z by default. So, so shout out to me. You're welcome. So back to Newcastle. Um, we this match is at home, which is good, and. It, 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 but I guess with how we've been playing, I guess it doesn't really matter. Does it's it? an away match. <laughs> it's oh, not is it actually. really? No, no, no. I, would, no, I thought you were like, like practically with the way we've been playing, it's an away match because oh, yeah, we yeah. suck. Um, that yeah. was a bad it's, joke it, by me. It's not. It hasn't been good for us, and we'll get into that now. Uh, going to the Premier League table, uh, Burnley are in tenth. They've taken our tenth fire. Uh, they've also gone six points clear of us, and. I guess the scary thing playing them right now is their form. Oh, they yeah. are really lighting it up. They're scoring uh, goals. From Going from their most recent match, it's win-win, draw-win-win. From their most current match to their last five. So that's better than ours, which is loss-loss, draw-draw-win. Interesting. Uh, so Burnley's on fire right now. Uh, they, throughout their last five, only Liverpool has gotten more points, and it's only two more points. Uh, so yeah, let's take a break. Then we're going to get in the lineups and all that fun stuff. And we will do that right now. Okay. Injuries. I'll start with the injuries. Then we'll bring in the lineups, which we're definitely have. We definitely have things to discuss out for Newcastle. We have Jetro, Jack Colback, Paul Dummett, Emil Kraft, Andy Carroll, Karen Clark, and Valentino Lazaro, who's out on suspension. Uh, we did see practicing Javier Minkio. Christian Atsu, Muto, John Joe, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. Dwight Gale is practicing. Um, out for Burnley, we have Ben Gibson and Matthew Lawton. Uh, doubtful. It look well, 
I would say questionable, but probably playing are both Chris Wood and Ashley Barnes. Um, Elijah, take it away. Um, well, Greg, actually, I'm going to give it to you because um, we were talking about this beforehand, and um, at this time, you, many of you may or may not have seen um, a pretty popular tweet discussing the formation we may run, and it's a four in the back formation. And I'll read out their formation um, after I just want to give Greg kudos because before this even happened, Greg mentioned he was going to talk about Newcastle switching to a four in the back. And Greg, can you just give your quick like analysis on why you thought that Newcastle would switch to a four in the back before we kind of got that, I wouldn't say confirmation, but a hint that we actually would switch to a four in the back? <laughs> I was going to come on here with without knowing what we were going to run and say that because Steve Bruce only runs what Rafa formerly ran. And for like two and a half years, we ran a four, two, three, one. So I just figured, Oh, that's probably what he'll switch to then. <laughs> Turns out I'm right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so essentially um, like earlier today, uh, Newcastle posted a um, training video, which they kind of, you know, they try to put out, like, two videos a week, it seems, um, um, in addition to the brief highlights. Usually when we have a win, um, it's the behind-the-scenes, and it, or if it's a home match and a win is the two kind of criteria, the behind-the-scenes. And then and then usually, like, a meet-the-players-type video or something like that. Since we didn't win and it wasn't a home match, um, that didn't happen. <laughs> so, uh Wait, was it a home match when we played Chris Wells? No, it wasn't. We were definitely no, at Silver's Park. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so this week they posted a training video to wrap the week up, prepping for Burnley, which is really cool to see um, because, like Greg said, there was a lot of people who were in training. Uh, you saw Hadjim yeah. and Keo, Jojo Shelby, um, like, you know, Dwight Gale, Muto, the whole, the whole nine yards, the whole shebang, Maddie, Sean, blah, 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 um, zippity-doo-da-day. Um, but someone from Newcastle um, – Robin Verhagen, so follow him at Robin in UFC. We didn't even plug our own Twitters this time, so that's the Twitter we're going to plug today is Robin's. Um, he says, after seeing the training video on YouTube, it looks like we're going to go with the 4-2-3-1 with Joe on the left, ASM on the right, and Gale up top. Interesting to see how we'll do going forward at the back. Hopefully we're not going to get exposed again. Um, yeah, so uh, the back formation, the back line he has is uh, Dubrovka and goal. Danny Rose, left back, Fernandez, center back, uh, LaSalle, center back, Mankio, the right back, with Bentaleb and Longstaff in the midfield, with Joel Linton on the left, Almiron in the middle as a central attacking mid, and St. Maximin on the right with Gale up top. Now, that's what he kind of picked up, and you, if you want to check it out yourself, just look at the what last what 20 seconds of the video, Greg, where um, yeah. <laughs> Steve Bruce is kind of surprisingly uh, explaining the, the formation, it seems, or pointing and stuff and you can kind of see a live action look at at least the front three um or the front four um you can kind of pick up what's going on um but if you study it enough you can kind of figure out everyone in those positions but that's not the point the point is that was the lineup i just read out greg so that would be the predicted lineup i guess um what would you change about that lineup yeah so this is an interesting preview here because like I could say outside of Dubrovka, everybody's spot is in jeopardy. Now, there is new information. Uh, Kieran Clark's done for the year. Uh, that's something that I said he was out, but to really put it in there, he's done, like not playing anymore for the rest of the year. 
So, and he's been one of our better players, I have to say. So it stinks to lose him, but good thing is we have depth. It seems like Lejeune's getting back. Seems like Cher's back. So I wouldn't the, say Lascelles is on that same pit boat. Just because. yeah, and now and also Lascelles said he wants to play with Newcastle United forever. Yeah, doesn't want to leave. I'm just saying, uh, like, just you know, captaincy. Like we've seen it. But, like he doesn't ever get dropped for anything. But what is going to be interesting with the back four? I so I would assume it's Danny Rose and DeAndre Yedlin. Um, I don't think Mankio's going to start yet. So so I would assume that's who we're going to see on the on the wings, and then. I don't know if Steve Bruce is going to put Cher in with a two-man center back. Oh, he won't. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's Maybe as a sub to switch so, to three in the back. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Fernandez and LaSalle's. Yeah. And then, this, and this is all just guessing because we don't know how they're going to do. And in the midfield, I don't think either of Sean Longstaff or Bentaleb should are going to start, and I don't think they deserve to start either. Uh, this is this is all just me. I have no idea. But I'm going to say John Joe's back and Isaac Hayden's back in the starting lineup. Yeah. And then my front three, I would love to see on the left, Almiron, the 10, ASM, the right, and this is me, Matt Ritchie. Up top, Dwight Gale, Jolinton on the bench. Yeah, I I wouldn't mind if you had to switch that up a little bit. I wouldn't mind Jolinton on the right. Wouldn't mind. He's played it before too. And you can use that role as a second striker, which got Iosi Perez's goals. Yeah. Um. I guess my only change, I think, is the midfield. Um. I think you replace one of the two. Um. I guess. I. I I don't know about rushing Shelby back just because we've seen it happen this season a couple times, and it, in both times he's kind of come back a little early. He's then left injured. So that would just be my only precautionary thing. I think, yes, down the road, I'd love for him to start. But I think if you pair Hayden alongside either Ben Slab or Longstaff, it just makes both of them better. Um, so, I, I mean, I would go, and I think obviously I'm a bit biased because – I, I like Schalke, so I've seen Bentaleb at his best. So I would love for Bentaleb to stay in the team sheet, but not with Sean Longstaff. Um, you know, it. I don't. I don't know if Maddie Longstaff's going to play the rest of the season. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Well, I, I mean, uh, and it's not because of his play or anything. I just think that um, it's a negotiation tactic. Like they're like, if you don't sign this deal, we're just not going to play you. Yeah, that's kind of seen like that's what it looks like. I mean, there's kind of no reason for him to really not be playing when the midfield's been so bad. But like, I don't know. That's just the my my theory. Um, so that would be the only real change I would make. I also don't think Mankio is ready to start. Um, I also think that, and my my gut is telling me that this was a formation that they. I don't think it'll be a starting formation. I'll say that. Does that make sense, Greg? Oh, so you don't think? Oh, I think that would be a cluster if we didn't. I well, okay. So you think they'll come out in the in the three at the back and then switch to a four two three one? I think that that this is a formation that they've worked on, and maybe they come out at halftime in a four two three one or something. I just just looking at the personnel that was out there, it doesn't seem like any of those guys would be ready now. 
additionally, what I really like another thing that to, to point out is that this could be a formation that they're working on for next week or so. It's just like I don't know having Mankio out there and having like that that right there kind of felt like a giveaway that maybe this isn't immediate. I don't know. That's just that's just like a a, a feeling in my stomach. But I, there's yeah. nothing behind that. But I mean, if I like like you, I would 100% put Yedlin there above Mankio just for the time being for injury's sake. But if Nikio feels ready to go and he wants to risk it, then sure, why not? I mean, it's that's the nature of sports. Um, ultimately, like players kind of decide that they want to play, even if it's advised against them. So, yeah, yeah. And and the reason why I think they're going to full sale change this is because of the reports that Steve Roof's like opened up in the locker room said things are going to change and they're going to start now and we're going to cha- we're going to scrap everything we've been doing and just full full sell. So that's apparently what he told the team after the loss. So that's what's making me think that we for sure aren't running the same formation, mm-hmm. not even close in this match. So it'll be interesting. Everybody's job, I think, is in jeopardy right now, including the head coach. Um, so it, it's going to be really interesting to see what we throw out. And it could be anything. The only thing I, I, I get your take on – on not rushing Shelby back, but like he is our leading scorer and he's our best chance creator on, on this field, right now, on the field this season. Yeah. I and mean, uh, I just, like, I fully believe like that this, he like... could play. I just don't think it's, I just like, I don't know. This has happened so often with him is that he comes back and then he gets injured again. It's the same yeah. thing with ASM where it was like, Newcastle looked really bad for the time ASM was out like that most recent time. And they didn't rush him back in. But ultimately, like, he's now played more matches in a row than he had, like, beforehand. Like, it's, yeah. it's like, you know, if they're ever, you, you don't, I don't know. I just, that that's just me looking at just this season and how we've rushed players back. And, I mean, Cher was the same way. He had an injury. They rushed him back. And, you know, didn't yeah. go out no, well. Yeah, I, I hear you loud and yeah. clear. So, but you're right. Just, he's incredibly important to the team. Yeah, when he wants to play. Yeah, he's got a new contract. So is he even going to play? Like, is he? Does he have anything to play for? He's already got the new contract. I'm, I'm sure he doesn't want to play in the championship uh. with this new contract. So maybe uh, it's it's really going to be interesting. So let let's talk into let, the match facts. What we think? Well, I guess not facts. What we predict is going to happen more likely. So in this, so what we've been saying recently, Elijah is. Oh, you know, bunker and counter. That's that's what we need to do to win. But that might be a different answer now. What do you think Newcastle needs to do to win this match? I think it's it's just discipline. If you switch formations like this, it's all about making sure you pay attention to like the tactical instructions that you've been given, assuming that you've been given tactical instructions. And I think where Newcastle have struggled in the with the four in the back, and I will I will point this out. Um, the most like when we switch to the four in the back. I want to say against maybe it's Arsenal or is against Crystal Palace. Like it was one of those where like it actually looked fine, but Newcastle were just like not. They were so bad throughout the whole game that like like there was nothing that the like the four in the back. They they switched the four back in one of those games, and, but there was nothing like that that four in the back could do to really like bring Newcastle back in the match. But it didn't yeah. make it like 
way worse, which in the past when we went to a four in the back under Bruce, it made it way worse just due to lack of discipline. Like there's a whole bunch of reasons. But anyway, um, I think the key is is staying disciplined. When you play in this four in the back, it's going to be you're going to want to bomb forward um, and and because, you know, there's a little bit more freedom to do so. But it's about staying disciplined, making sure that you're tracking back and it's going to be key for the midfield to track back and help um, now that you don't have the cover of an extra center back. Yeah, and it's it's going to be important for the the fullbacks to uh, Yedlin and Rose. They need to stay disciplined. They need to know that there are there's going to be two attacking midfielders. Now we can actually call them attacking midfielders. <laughs> I know on the week weekday I said they're not in that formation. Well, that will change if we do this. Um, so like Rose needs to know that Almiron or ASM or whoever's there is in front of them, and Yedlin the same. So it's it's going to be. Important, good shout on discipline there. Uh, for me, in order to win, we need to break down Burnley, and they're playing with incredible form right now. Uh, losing, or they they're unbeaten in their last five, and they we need to break them down. So it's weird to say this, but we did lose to them and had more possession in our on the road to Burnley. At home, I want to see successful build-up play leading to chances in, in the box. Against Crystal Palace, we had two shots on goal. Neither of them came from inside the box. They both were shots that were outside the box. So I want build-up play, taking the ball from the back to the front, into the box to create chances. Now this wide swinging, like I want to see us actually break them down defensively. Uh, and in a 4-2-3-1, that's kind of what you hope to do. So that's what I'm going to say is what we need to do to win. I know it's very unrealistic to expect that, but I feel like that's what we need to do if we're going to win this game. Uh, any any other things you want to add there? No, I think I think we both did really good. So shout out to us for the great analysis. Um, if anyone wants to pay <laughs> us to do this for a living, um, I'm sure Greg and I would love to talk soccer for a living. <laughs> yeah, and the next thing is let's talk about Burnley. Who are their players to look out for? Your well, eyes. I mean, you said you said two of them already: uh, Chris Wood and Ashley Barnes. Um, yeah, they're they both sound white, but only one of them is white. No wait, <laughs> wait, yeah, Ashley Barnes is black, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. No, he's white. No, he's white. He's white. Ashley, no, is he really? Yeah, Ashley Barnes is white. Oh, yeah. Well, that. Screws me all, all that, up. Who am I thinking of? You're. Th- I know who you're thinking of too. Um, geez, because he played for Villa last, which is why Ashley Cole maybe. Oh, oh, that'd be weird. But yeah, okay. So and Chris Wood is definitely white. Yeah, um, yeah. Chris Wood has ten goals this year. He's definitely a player. Uh, mine for Burnley is Dwight McNeil. Oh yeah. He has five assists on the year. He's a pretty awesome uh, left midfielder. And he is not white, fun fact. <laughs> but, yeah, he's he's played pretty much every match this season. He has two goals, five assists. And, but he's, like, very dominant. He can play, I guess, both sides. But yeah. he, they primarily line him up in the, in the left. And that's especially switching to a new formation – Stopping players like that on the wings, it's going to be a new challenge for us. Um, that's who I'm 
Yeah. Um, and I mean, there's some other guys like Tarkowski is always a player to watch out for. I mean, you're talking England international, um, great center back. You know, yeah. him versus Dwight Gale or Joel Linton, whoever's up top, is going to be a key matchup to key in on. Um, and then uh, they've got solid midfielders, Jack Cork. You know, the the whole the whole shebang. And I know I've seen. A, I remember. I think last week. Or the week before, Jay Rodriguez came off the bench, I want to say, and scored a goal. So that's better than any of our attackers. Yeah, and one cool thing that Who Scored does, I don't know, it's their own like football index that they that they use, but they have a top 20 in form rating. So if you're one of the top 20 players in your league that are in the best form, they notify that. So in Newcastle, there's only one player at St. Maximin. He's one of the top in their top 20 informed forwards right now. Um, they do it over the last three games, by the way. And on Burnley, there's a few. It's it's Jeff Hendrick or midfielder. For midfielders, they have Jeff Hendrick, um, sorry, Ashley Westwood and Dwight McNeil. For defenders, they also have Phil Bardsley. James Tarkowski and their keeper, uh, who's also having a good year, Nick Pope. So they have <laughs> that's six players. Six of their starting eleven are the top informed players in their in the league in their last three matches. So yeah, we're going up against a pretty solid playing team right now. Okay, arguably, we're going to take a break. Then Elijah. Is going to read some of his pregame stats, and oh. I want to do some stats too. Oh. We'll do that right now. Oh. Elijah, give us your stats. Okay, been waiting for this. Oh, okay, that's weird. I guess I was not at the last preview uh, podcast. Yeah, so take back that it's weird comment. Oh yeah. Okay. Um. Oh wow, this is interesting. Okay. <laughs> well, tell us. Uh, Newcastle. Haven't lost a home league game against Burnley since when, Greg, do you think? Oh, man. Because you got to remember, Burnley wasn't in the Prem for a long time. So. All right, well, that's a hint. I'm going to say, so, oh, wait, it's Newcastle hasn't lost? Hasn't lost a home league game against Burnley. Oh, man. They were in the uh, championship at the same time as us, too, I think. I don't know, 94. April 1976. Oh, so I was close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were super close. Uh, yes. <laughs> and on that note, Burnley are looking to complete the league double over Newcastle for the first time since the 1960-61 campaign when the Clarets were the reigning champions. Wow. That's insane. Um, It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Okay, do you want another one? Oh, yeah, yeah, Get, go for yeah. Newca- you probably have more than me. Oh, yeah, I, I probably do. Newcastle are winless in their last four Premier League matches, as we both know. Two draws, two losses, and have failed to score in their last three. Honestly, Greg, the correlation is that I haven't done a match preview in a while, and Newcastle's form's been pretty bad since I haven't done one, so I should probably do one. Yeah, I just made that realization just now. So I think I've saved Newcastle season. So I'll just I'll write a preview and we'll win. Um, but anyway, th- this will be 
Uh, so anyway, so they've failed to score in their last three. The Magpies last went four in a row without a goal in September 2015. Um, <laughs> no side has scored a higher share of their Premier League goals from set-piece situations, except for penalties, because, you know, Newcastle does not get penalties, um, than Newcastle this season. They've scored 50% of their goals from set-piece. However, Burnley have conceded a league-low 5% of their goals this term from set-pieces. Two out of wow. their 39 goals have come... From two out of the thirty-nine goals they let in have been from set pieces. So Whoa. it's like it's like when uh, you fire and ice are fighting, which actually is not a good sign for Newcastle if we're the ice. Um, yeah, yeah. Newcastle have faced more shots on target than any other Premier League side so far this season. One hundred and fifty-eight thus far. Only once since the two thousand since two thousand three season has a team faced as many as 5.9 shots on target per game in the Premier League campaign and avoided relegation. Can you name the team that did that and avoided relegation? <laughs> uh, I'll give you a hint. They were quickly relegated afterwards. And let's say they haven't really made a recovery since. Sunderland? Oh yeah, Sunderland in 2015-2016. <laughs> nice. I wish we had that uh that stat back then like to be like yeah. Well, you guys sucked, and you're probably going to get relegated soon. Um, <laughs> there have there have been just 24 goals scored in Newcastle's third in, in Newcastle's 13 Premier League home games this season. Um, no other side's home games have seen fewer. Um, only in 1981 has St James seen a lower goals per game ratio, 1.7, than 1. 1.8 uh, than the 1.8 that's occurred this season. Um, and then just a couple more to to round it out. Um, here's a, we'll go, do you want to hear the bad one or the good one? You want to end on a good note or a bad note? Uh, let's, let's end on a good note. Okay. So the first one is the bad one. Newcastle striker, Joe, Joe Linton. I don't know if you've heard of him, um, has gone 24 games, 19, no, sorry, 1,946 minutes and attempted 35 shots since his last Premier League goal against Tottenham in August. So... Joel Linton by the numbers, which you kind of alluded to on uh, on the Wednesday episode. Um, that's yeah. live. If you haven't listened to it already, please listen to it. It's a wonderful one. Um, and then of the players to have played at least 900 minutes in the Premier League this season, Newcastle's Alan St. Maxman has embarked on more dribbles per 90 minutes than any other player. 9.7 he tries to 9.7 dribbles per match um he attempts he's beaten an opponent with 58% of these the third highest among players to have attempted at least 100 so essentially Alan St. Maxman in his short time at Newcastle has already emerged as one of the best dribblers in the Premier League and um that's cool um it'd be great if there is a little bit of end product but it is a good stat to have yeah yeah always good always good to see that um so I don't I I've left the stats up to you for the pregame. So I did do stats, but I do have five thirty eight, which predicts each match, and this is one of the more interesting stat predictions that I've seen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so reminder: this is home. You get a few benefits of being at home, but it says that Newcastle will have a thirty five percent chance to win a 37% chance to lose, and a 28% chance for a draw. So it's pretty much it means statistically is a toss-up, this game. Um, could go any of the three ways. Pretty much just as likely to go either way. So 
Pretty interesting stuff. 538 says we have a chance. Yeah. Oh. Which is big. <laughs> One thing I forgot to mention um, is just players to watch. The What's his name? Vi- Vidra or Vidra? I don't know. He's just this guy who sucked all season but played the last two matches and scored in both of them. There's this striker. Yeah. Mitej Vidra. Yeah, he is. He's filthy. Um. Anyway, yeah. but yes, stats. Was that it? That's it. Yeah. All right. So let's let's go to predictions. Let's see how how are we gonna do here. Huh. Um, I'll go first. Oh, are we not taking a break? Do we do that? During this? Uh, we already did two. Okay, good. We'll so, our my prediction. Um, I think we will score. Okay. It's it's good. Uh, but I don't think we will win this one. I am going with. Burnley two to one, and puts us in panic mode. Um, you know I don't. It's one of those things where I read all the stats for Newcastle's matchups, and I tend to you want to not believe some of the stats, but you know some of them have really come to fruition this year. Or just like you know some of the, especially the weird ones about how like Newcastle has never beaten such and such at this stadium, or they've never lost this team at home and stuff like that. So I think more of the same could happen. I'm going to put a little bit more stock in the stats. Um, they're, they're records of the past and trends, and you know it's important to take that into consideration. That being said, looking at Newcastle's last nine matches, I think I've had with Burnley, um, they've all been you know one goal wins or um, or one goal losses for Newcastle's for Newcastle or draws, and I think. This match will be a 1-1 draw with a goal from Dwight Gale. Um, oh, man. And, uh, yeah. It will be, It will be. and honestly, it will be an ugly goal. But I do think that um, if Newcastle did be the four in the back, I think that it, it might actually be decent. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how it pans out. Um, Elijah, any last words? Um, no, man. I'm, I'm just excited to get back in it. Um Shout out to my girlfriend. She's moving to Ghana, so that's going to be good for her. Um, yeah. Yeah, it'll be sick. We're going to get all the inside information on the Ghanaian uh, superstars. She's going to know yeah. them all. And then... Uh, Christian Atsu yeah. will be her neighbor. Oh, I'll ask her and be like, hey, if you run into Christian Atsu, please give him to sign a jersey for me. <laughs> I don't there think that'll happen. Oh, the go, last go, final thing. If you're Yay. American, Greg, I do have to make this announcement. If you're American and you listen to this podcast... Tunari meetup is is quickly approaching. Um, we're almost a month away from it, so uh, yeah. Start making your travel plans to uh, where are we going? Maryland, Baltimore, yeah, Baltimore, <laughs> yeah, Baltimore, Maryland, yeah. yeah. <laughs> start making your travel plans to Baltimore. Um, it should be a good one. Yeah, I think. All right. Well, that concludes our preview of our match against Burnley this weekend. I'm your host, Greg Troxell. That's the best damn coast in the land, Elijah Newsome. And we have a beautiful song for you to close out. We, let's get three points this weekend and hoy the lads. Love, love you guys. If you never win the cup again, I'll pray 
the dark at St. James's Park If the Gallagher's end of the rain, I'm coming home And I'm proud to be a Jody and to live in Jody land Some people think we're bawdy and we're hard to understand they say it's just self-pity And we're not so very tough Cause the people in the big fat city Haven't had it tough as rough I'm coming home, Newcastle You can keep your London wine I've walked the streets all day I'll meet for a bottle of the River Tyne I'm coming home, Newcastle I wish I'd never been away I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound And me mother saying, hey, how we I'm coming home The old blind busker who stands at Fenwick's door He plays a mean accordion, you've all seen him there before And I love the Geordie heroes, there's so many famous names Like Lindisfarne in Gaza, Brendan Foster in the Gates at Games I'm coming home, Newcastle, I might as well have been in jail I'd walk the streets all day, I'll need for a bottle of your own brown ale I'm coming home, Newcastle, if you never win the cup again I'll brave the dog at St James's Park, at the Gallagher's end in the rain I'm coming home, Newcastle, you can keep your London wine I'd walk the streets all day, I'll need for a bottle of the River Tyne I'm coming home, Newcastle, I wish I'd never been away Kiss the ground for the welcome sound And me mother seeing hitting how we I'm coming home, Newcastle I might as well have been in jail I'd walk the streets all day I'll meet for a bottle of your own brown nail I'm coming home, Newcastle If you never win the cup again I'll brave the dog at St. James's Park At the Gallagher's end in the rain I'm coming home